Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every Monday I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new, then take a second to subscribe through your player app. And while you're listening, join our Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. Marketing your business needs a simple, well-executed strategy, but the problem is there are so many cool things out there you can try. It's easy to get lost down the rabbit hole of shiny tactics. Things like Clubhouse and TikTok have a place as tactics, but only when they support a very clear strategy, which is well-executed and balanced. This week, my guest is John Janch. John is one of the giants of small and medium-sized business marketing, and he wrote the best-selling book, Duct Tape Marketing. We talk strategy, customer experience, as well as his exciting upcoming book, The Ultimate Marketing Engine. So this week, I am so excited. For me, this is like meeting Spider-Man. It's probably better than meeting Spider-Man. I am thrilled to welcome John Jantz to the show. John, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here myself. I'm more of a Superman guy, but uh, I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> so I would say you shouldn't need any introduction, but there's, there, my audience is very diverse and they're not all marketing nerds, especially small business marketing nerds. So for those people who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work you do. You bet. So um, I am a um, small business marketing consultant, author, speaker. I've been at this for about 30 years. Back before we had the internet, uh, people actually did sell stuff uh, before then. And uh, so I've had quite a journey uh, of, of evolving, I guess, as, as we all have in, uh, in the marketing space. Um, I have, uh, gosh, I've got my seventh book uh, coming out. I'm sure we'll talk about that today. Most people, if they do know me, um, are probably at least familiar with my brand, Duct Tape Marketing, which is something I created really around the turn of the century to kind of bring in uh, an innovation, at least in my mind, to the world of small business uh, marketing. And, and now uh, a big part of my work is centered on uh, kind of transferring that knowledge and that system to a growing network of independent marketing consultants and agencies around the world who who now install the duct tape marketing system as as we uh, uh, refer to it in in literally thousands of small business owners at any given time. I'm uh, you, physically I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, which is where I grew up, uh, but I uh, have been slowly transitioning and. Uh, uh, in about six weeks, I'll be a permanent resident uh, of the mountains uh, west of Boulder uh, in, in Colorado. Mm. That is a place I've never been, but I would really like to go. It's, and it seems to really attract marketing people, internet people in particular. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I say west of Boulder because that helps people. I'm not in the city at all. I'm, I'm actually in a pretty rural area um, on, on some acreage uh, um, at about 9,000 feet or whatever that turns into for oh. kilometer listeners. Better take a oh, yeah. Better take a folding chair so you can sit down from time to time. It's, it's funny when high. we get we get there. Uh, uh, my wife and I have been going back and forth for about four years, and you know we we come in on a bottom floor and we have to go up two flights of stairs to get to where we're going. And it's that that first time you do that carrying bags, you know, you do have to sit down <laughs> for for a while, but you get used to it. Because you're a skier, aren't you? I am. I'm skier, hiker, uh, biker, all the things that uh, you know are really outside outside your door <laughs> in mm-hmm. in those uh, places. So yeah, it's a it's a great place to live. So, the first place I want to go, obviously, 
you, or maybe not obviously, but you wrote duct taped marketing or it was published rather in 2006, as far as I can tell. And that doesn't feel like a long time ago, but it's a long time ago now. Um, and I'm curious to know if you were to write it again now, what would be different? Would much be different? You know, in some ways um, there would be tactical things that showed up that, you know, maybe we didn't do. I, I did revise it in 2011, so that probably <laughs> helps a little bit. But there's certainly uh, tactical things. But, you know, I've never really been uh, so much about the flavor of the week uh, tactic. And, and so fundamentally, what we're trying to do, you know, get somebody to know, like, and trust us hasn't changed. I mean, how people buy is probably the thing that's changed you know, more than anything, even though marketers want to talk about TikTok or Clubhouse or whatever the new thing is. But but really the thing I think that, that we need to be focused on is the behavior of buying. Um, and that, you know, that, that, that gaining trust, enough trust so that somebody says, yeah, I think you can solve my problem and here's some money to do it. Um, that's always been the job. So I think duct tape marketing was one of the first marketing books that I read. Probably the first marketing. Well, it was book the I first read. marketing book ever written, so that's that's not surprising. That's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I loved about it was it was simplifying. It was very straightforward. It was easy to follow for the small business owner. But tell me this: Why do I still see marketing agencies coming in and writing great big twenty-page plans? that the business owners look at and they can't understand, they can't translate it. Why is this still happening? I, I think the biggest culprit, is, quite frankly, is uh, that's the academic uh, version of marketing is still being taught um, in universities, in MBA programs all over the world. And so uh, if that's all you know, um, and then you come into the agency and they tell you that's what we do here, uh, that I, to me, that's that's why it happens. And I, you know, I agree with you. I, you know, I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I sat down and said I'm out to simplify marketing, but I just for me it just didn't work. I didn't have that formal training. First off, I just tried stuff and what worked, I you know I kept, um, and so uh, to me, because I loved and was really passionate about serving small business owners, it, it just didn't make any sense to jump through those hoops because it was not going to be very practical. I mean. It, um, eventually, you're probably going to ask me, why'd you come up with the name Duct Tape Marketing? And, and really, you know, in a word, it was I wanted something that people could think and look at and say, yeah, this is, this is practical. This is doable. Maybe it's affordable <laughs> as, as well, but, but it certainly works. We all have that affinity for duct tape, uh, or at least in uh, North America, uh, that, uh, you know, it works. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's, I think that, that that's ultimately what I ended up doing, but I don't think I set out as my grand plan. It just seemed like that was the right approach. So I'm curious about your journey because, I mean, I want to talk about what you do for your clients. I want to talk about your coaching or consultant ecosystem, but I'm very interested to understand from your own journey perspective, what life looked like pre-duct tape marketing for you and what life looked like post-duct tape marketing for you? Because obviously post-duct tape marketing and the subsequent books, this is obviously, there's a reason you write those books. It's marketing. So what what did before and after look like for you? Well, so uh, pre-duct tape marketing, I was uh, in high school. Um, and you know, I actually, I graduated from university and um, 
went to work for an ad agency, did that for about five years out of school and realized, gosh, you know, I, I just want to do my own thing. Any dummy can run a business. And so I just uh, uh, branched out to start my own marketing consulting uh, agency. And where, where the reality was, I just hustled projects. You know, somebody said, I, I need this. And I said, sure, I can do that. <laughs> and so whatever came along, I, I uh, uh, tried to take. And uh, at some point after a few years of that, I, re- I, I had uh, acquired a few small business clients. And I, I realized that you know, I really loved working with small business owners way more than project work for, you know, for large organizations that, that sort of felt a little soulless uh, doing the work for them. Um, whereas a small business owner, I mean, you, you, were, uh, you were, you know, working for the person who was, you know, the same person who was writing the check to pay you. And, and that to me, I think, yeah. was, was both parts um, gratifying and terrifying. Uh, but it, it, it's what I wanted to do. Um, and at some point, I, it got a little frustrating because I was working as fast as I could, as hard as I could, as many hours as I could, but I you know, was never really able to charge people what you know, I did back in the agency world, uh, or at least I didn't feel like I could. And so one day I just said, look, I'm going to create a very systematic approach to marketing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in uh, to my next prospect and I'm going to say, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Here's the results we hope to get. And here's what it costs. You want it or not. And, and uh, frankly, the first three people I said that to said, where have you been all my life? You know, because it, 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 in trying to solve my frustration, I actually tapped into maybe accidentally what is still today. In fact, I think increasingly today, one of the greatest frustrations with small business owners, it's gotten really hard to buy marketing. I mean, everybody's selling a piece of the puzzle. Uh, there's, you know, the idea of the week. There's the new platform. And, um, and so it's really confusing. And I think a lot of business owners feel very, even if they've hired somebody, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they feel very out of control. So the fact that somebody said, look, here's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to do it. You know, we're never going to be done. We're going to install a system. It's going to start with strategy before tactics. And you're going to know what it costs. Um, was really the, the sort of light bulb moment for me to say, you know, this is, uh, this is something that shouldn't be an innovation, <laughs> but it truly is. I mean, and even, you know, even today, I mean, every, pretty much every small business that, that I speak with, you know, that is considering hiring uh, myself or our agency or uh, consultants in our network, is they just have horror stories about, you know, what, you know, they, they, they've hired a web person, a content person, a social media person, an email person, <laughs> a pay-per-click person, and none of them are talking to each other. Um, and it just, you know, it's like, how does that work? Uh, of course it doesn't work. So that that's really, you know, turned into my life's work, if you will. And, and you know, as I said, we have about 150 agencies now that, that use our system as well and, and collaborate and, and, you know, do training and and. Uh, you know, create more innovations. We're in the we're in the process now. In fact, I, I, I'm still saying in the process. We're full on into launching a certification program for marketing managers. So, a lot of those organizations, we've taken our system and said, look, you need to actually turn marketing into an asset in your organization. I mean, we're, we're happy to build strategy and <laughs> do implementation on the hard parts for you, but you need to have internal resources that understand this idea of a system as well. So uh, a lot of our engagements now include a coaching uh, component, a teaching component, as well as a doing uh, component, which I think is, uh, again, if there's, you know, I always like to be doing something new. If, if you know, there is an innovation that, that, you know, is our next innovation, I think that that's, that's it, is that idea of, of agencies that do coaching and training as well as implementation. Yeah. I think listening to you there, I was 
I was aware that small business as a definition is very broad, actually. It's everything from the one-man person who just has a sandwich stand right the way through to, I think, what's the top-level definition of a small business? It's well, several million dollars a year. It, it, oh, it's more than that. It's uh, uh, it, If you look at the Small Business Administration in the United States, it's anyone with less than 500 employees. Can you imagine right. calling that a small business? <laughs> <laughs> so what's your definition of a small business in terms of your your niche, if you like? Well, I think the sweet spot that we really hit is that, I mean, we don't work with startups necessarily. Um, we don't, uh, you know, obviously there has to be a level of revenue because we're, you know, our approach is a long-term retainer, you know, grow a system. You're never done <laughs> with marketing. It's not an event. And so uh, in many cases, you know, businesses have succeeded to a level to where they have the cash flow to now think, gosh, we, we ought to be taking marketing seriously but they don't have a strategic or, or senior you know, marketing hire by any means. In fact, in some cases, they're kind of intimidated by that idea because it's usually founder-driven, founder-grown. They've sold their way to $10 million and now they're looking around going, now what? Um, and so maybe they've gone out and hired you know, a young person to do social media or something. And, and that's the extent of their marketing department, even though um, it's really holding them back. Uh, from from going to the next level. So, you know, revenue numbers are sort of, uh, you know, all over the place. I mean, it could be as small as a million dollars to, you know, $50 million um, that, uh, but it's really more that, that it, it's almost that outsourced CMO, you know, mindset to where they're thinking, I know I should have a CMO, but I don't know the first thing about hiring them. And then I wouldn't know what to tell them to do. <laughs> and and so uh, that, that ends up being kind of our sweet spot business-wise. Now, there's something I, I, I like to explore with lots of guests, and it's this question of how opportunity comes to you. It can come to you through outbound sales activity or inbound uh, inquiries as a, as a result of your content or your education. It can come through ads or it can come through referral. And I often find that it's very interesting to see the mix that people have of that. What does that mix generally look like for you? Well, we're probably a little bit unique in that that you know 20 years ago I was producing content and I was I didn't call myself an influencer or building authority, you know, but that's kind of what we were doing and and obviously the books and things, you know, sort of cascade on that. I mean, 70% of our uh, you know, daily traffic comes from organic search. Uh, just because you know, I've got 4,000 blog posts you know, over over 20 years. And uh, um, so so we're a little different model in that regard. I mean, so it's it's a, it's definitely your classic inbound, but classic inbound built with authority and, and expertise and influence on on top of it. So we're not just attracting, you know, clicks and traffic. You know, we're, we're attracting those clicks and traffic. And then people are finding, you know, valuable resources, finding, uh, authority and, and and expertise, which is obviously the the model that you know everyone wants to do, um, but you know we we were in the right place at the right time, and we've been doing it for a long time. Frankly, with a lot of our clients, you know, we certainly are pushing the content model, the the authority, the expertise model. But at the end of the day, you know, the remodeling contractor still you know still runs. Uh, ads for that, you know, high intent <laughs> search. Somebody's looking for uh, a kitchen remodel or looking for, you know, uh, a sink replaced or something like that, a, a handyman kind of project. You know, they're turning to search engines. And in many cases, they're not at, they're, they're, 
I say they're interested in finding trusted resources, but in some cases they're just in, interested in getting their problem solved by somebody who looks reasonable <laughs> to do it. So, um, so, so again, that that's kind of a mix. You know what we do. Um, you know, just because of, uh, of our kind of unique position is a little different than what we are you know, necessarily recommending for our clients. I'm curious to know. I mean, I think because of you and the legacy of content that you have and the brand and personal brand and the, the authority that you built up over time, you probably don't have this problem to the extent that many people like me do. And that's when you say to a prospect or a client, we need you to invest in content. We need you to invest in building your own authority. There's often a lot of pushback saying, well, no, I, I just want you to give me a painkiller. Take it away. How do you push back against that as a consultant? How do you help them see the vision of what that authority can bring? Well, one of the things that, you know, I've always been a firm believer in, I, you know, preach to all the consultants in our network is, you know, be the model. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm able to say, okay, you know, pick out a hard term like local marketing <laughs> or something like that. Well, you know, type that into Google and guess what shows up number one? Um, I mean, that, you know, we're able to demonstrate, you know, we're in a highly competitive industry, you know, imagine your industry. And and we, we don't just say invest in content. I mean, we have a very specific methodology for how to make that content pay. And I, and I think the, the, the thing that's always been kind of our hallmark is, you know, when somebody comes to us and says, I need a website or I need SEO, um, you know, we basically back up and say, no, you need a marketing system. <laughs> you need to start with strategy. And for us, strategy, the foundation of strategy is certainly, you know, identifying that ideal customer, certainly identifying that core message of, of difference and kind of your promise to solve, you know, your ideal customer's greatest problems. But we immediately then talk about um, content is not a tactic, it's a voice of strategy. Um, and so we're able to demonstrate, I think, it, our, our sort of holistic system approach allows us to kind of d show them that, you know, content is an SEO play, content is a branding play, you know, content is a social media play, content is a strategic partner play, it is a PR play. Um, and so because we have all of those sort of tentacles hooked together, um, we sort of overwhelm them with, you know, you can't pass, you know, square one today, you know, without... Uh, content and and again, I think another thing that we're pretty good at doing because we've been doing it so long, is to really define what a content platform looks like for pretty much every type of business. Because you know there was a time when 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 marketers were saying content, 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 what they meant was you need to start a blog. Uh, but but certainly, you know now that is um, a, a come into every as far as I'm concerned. It powers every stage of the customer journey, including after they become a customer. Yeah. And I think that that's where we've really uh, got that content to pay off, frankly, is getting uh, retention with content, getting repeat sales with content, getting referrals with content. And all of a sudden, those are some pretty quick wins, you know, rather than waiting for those long tail searches to kick in, you know, for your your blog posts, we're actually able to, to, to in many cases, uh, immediately increase conversion and retention uh, with content. And I think that that, you know, that's how you get people's attention because uh, in some cases that can happen overnight. As you might know, this show is supported by our sponsor, Agora Pulse. Now, you know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. 
the accounts, the meetings, the never-ending inbox, and that's why I teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to amplifyme.agency forward slash Agora Pulse to score two months for free on me. Now, all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. So for me, this is this is the golden question. And it's really, you've been doing this for a long time. You have a large legacy of content. In the spirit of the best time to plant a tree was 15, 20 years ago, and the next best time is now. Let's just imagine for a moment, John is teleported into a parallel universe where he doesn't have all that content. He doesn't have the personal brand. He doesn't have the legacy, but he does have what's in his head. What is day one going to look like for you? What's the plan? Well, I think I'd start actually just making um, homemade guitars and selling them on the <laughs> side of the road. Um, that, that's probably what I would retire to doing because creating all this content is too much work, Bob. <laughs> all right, sorry. I had to, had to do that. Um, I, I think that the way I've always viewed content, and I think this is the challenge a lot of people have, is they wake up and they say, what should we write about? Oh, people are talking about TikTok. Let's write about that. Um, and so they kind of go down the rabbit hole of, of stuff that doesn't pay. My whole, you know, I've, I've worked with people that have very little budget, you know, for years. And so it was incredibly important that everything we did <laughs> was the right thing. It was the priority. Uh, if we've only got, you know, 30 minutes a day to spend on social media, let's, you know, wh where's, where's our best 30 minutes <laughs> shot? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to content, really everything that... Uh, um, that, that we try to do is help people produce content that's going to be a, a utility, that's going to be used in several ways, that certainly is going to uh, be structured together. So for example, uh, somebody comes and says, oh, we can only write one blog post a month. Well, let's decide what those 12 blog posts need to be and how we're going to structure them and hook them together so that they actually benefit each other. And, and you know, for the last few years, we've been creating these things we call hub pages that we're doing just that. We're coming up with the three or four most important themes uh, that, that serve a, a particular business and we're creating their content all around making sure that, that, that they've produced something that people go, wow, um, you know, over time. It might take a year, <laughs> but it's all going to support each other. It's all going to work you know, on behalf of the entire system as opposed to just, you know, I mean, think about all of the small business websites that are out there that have been blogging for five years and that content is just random, like off into space and not mm -hmm. doing a thing, you know, for them. Uh, I mean, if somebody occasionally stumbles upon one, you know, accidentally, but, but you know, nobody's going to a small business blog and saying, let's see what John wrote for the last six months. You know, it, it, if, if we can structure that content in a way that truly becomes a, a useful resource, uh, not only will people share it and, uh, and people, you know, uh, stay on it and dwell on it and click around, uh, you know, Google is going to, to reward you for that as well. And so if we've only got so much energy, let's spend it all in, in you know, very high payoff activity. I mean, and, and, you know, that's not just marketing. I mean, you know, think about waking up and saying, what should I do today? Well, you should identify three or four very high payoff activities and, and get those done before you uh, sit around and find, you know, the easy things to check off your list. Yeah. And what do you find 
the highest payoff activities are for you now? You know, um, innovating is is it for me. I mean, if I can create if I can create products, I can create templates. I can create things that you know that are useful, that serve my market, serve my clients, serve my uh, network. That turn into um, you know books or courses. I mean, that's that's the best use of my time. Um, and it's you know it's challenging because I, I fortunately I like doing that, but I also like tinkering around under the hood in WordPress too, which you know slap my hand anytime you catch me doing that because it's that's not how I pay off work. I just like it, and that's kind of the the curse for a lot of small business owners. The work that they started the business to do and that they maybe in some cases enjoy the most is no longer the job. Um, but if if you're going to grow beyond what you can keep your arms around personally, um, you're gonna have to let go of that. So you mentioned you like writing. Now, you told me before we started recording, you have a new book coming out. I think it's September. And I got quite excited about it, but I've forgotten the title. So <laughs> remind me what's going on. Sure. So, so it is my seventh book. Um, I, I took, I, if I can take a detour right now, I took mm. a little detour uh, for about two years um, and wrote a book called The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, which was a uh, quasi-spiritual <laughs> book, uh, actually, for me that uh, buried me in a lot of literature that I uh, wanted to explore and I wanted to curate. Um, and it was very difficult. It's 366 individual entries or pages, uh, but it was something that I just felt in my life. It was something I needed to do. It's something I wanted to throw out there to the world. Um, but I'm back now writing a, another marketing book. And, and uh, this, one is, this one is straight up marketing. It's called The Ultimate Marketing Engine. Um, you know, five steps to create, a ridiculously, to create ridiculously consistent growth. What I've done is taken um, something that, that I've been working on for a number of years that I think, again, is, is a bit of an innovation uh, in the world of, of marketing or at least applying another, another kind of maturity model to the world of small business marketing. And I'll tell you, it came about, I, I signed the contract for this book in um, March 15th of uh, 2020. For those of you that uh, have a short memory, <laughs> That was when most of the United States, at least, was going into some form of a lockdown from the pandemic. Um, so, you know, obviously, I wrote the entire book over the next six months. You know, in a you know semi-lockdown state like the rest of us and the rest of the folks in the world. But I didn't want to create how to market in a pandemic book at all. <laughs> um, but I I did observe some really interesting things. I had a lot of clients that. I mean, some, some, quite frankly, got sort of wiped out or pushed aside by this tsunami that, that was really, you know, no fault of their own. But I also noticed the number of clients that, that actually were thriving um, in, in this. And, and again, some of it was right time, you know, right place, right industry. But the, 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 the real thread, common thread that I saw was the businesses that, that I think survived the most were the ones that meant something in their customers' world. So, so in other words, their customers actually didn't want them to go away. <laughs> um, and I think that, I've, I mean, that sounds so obvious, but you know, a lot of times in, in good times, you know, businesses thrive because you know, the, everybody's <laughs> thriving. But I think a lot of times in, in, in tough times, uh, it's the businesses that have focused on their customers, that have, that have focused on the result for their customer, not just what I sell you, you know, what you give me, but, but where are you now? Where do you wanna go? Um, that, that sort of mentality. So I've created something in this book called the Customer Success Track. 
I think a lot of businesses take, you know, they sell a product or a service, they take a client in who, you know, needs that product or service, and that's pretty much it. I mean, they may stay with them for years, but but it's essentially it's it's a transaction that you do what you said you were going to do. I do what I said I was going to do. Everybody's happy. What I've seen in working with so many small business owners is is our approach to marketing is this idea of a system that never ends. And what what I, I ultimately saw happening was that that our marketing methods um, matured with the business as they matured. Quite often they came to us in one stage, um, you know, they didn't have a website or their website wasn't producing anything or they didn't have a strategy. And, and really what, what we're focused on now is, look, you're here right now. We've got to achieve these milestones because we believe here's where you could go. Um, and, and that developing that track that has, in our world, has five stages. Uh, each of the stages has characteristics. Each of the stages has challenges. Each of the stages has like the promise of moving through that stage. And what it allows us to do, and I, I suggest in the book, is that any business can develop this for their customers, is it allows us to create a list of milestones and associated action items and steps that go with those milestones that, that allow us to say, you know, yes or no, <laughs> have they achieved this? Because we know they should, we know they need to, to move to the next stage. And and the beauty, again, of milestones is, is you know, you can, uh, I mean, there's no way to say, well, we need to get better return on our content. It's like, did we do X, yes or no? Um, and what we found is that that this approach allows us to, to not just evolve with the business as they, you know, do more revenue, they get bigger. Um, we actually become, we, we actually become so important in their overall business strategy because of, of our focus on taking them from where they are now to where they wanna go, uh, that, that we actually then, we really don't have to go looking for business because the, those people uh, mature with us in such a way that, that their entire ecosystem, um, it, they, they want us to be involved in. And so now we're working with their vendors, we're working with their partners, because it, it really is a, um, a very, you know, I, I, I use the term in the book quite often, you know, ecosystem as opposed to a customer. So the, 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 you know, the kind of the phrase we came up with is that we treat customers as members. Um, and that's not the same as a membership program or a subscription model, which are all great. <laughs> but, but for us, the member idea is that, you know, we want to transform them. We don't just want to sell to them. You know, we, we don't want them to look at us as a transaction. We want us, them to look at us as an investment in their transformation. Um, and that, to me, is is in a perfect world the ideal, you know, kind of membership um, relationship. Yeah, I love that because if you treat your client as a commodity, they're going to reciprocate, and then when things are squeezed, you're going to be the first to go. And what I really liked about that was one of the problems I think a lot of people have when they're dealing with clients is. They react to the client's urges would be the word I would use. I feel pain here. Lay here. Let me give you a painkiller for that. Now I feel pain over here. Okay, we'll deal with this. The strategy and the roadmap, people deviate all over the place. And so it takes a long, long time to get to where you'd agreed you wanted to go because people keep going off and looking at nice, tiny, shiny things in the side passages. So having that really clear five-step program is quite compelling and I'm quite excited to read it. You know, the thing that we found is that a lot of times... Um 
they are asking for this fix of the week or this idea or they read an article about this because we haven't shown them the roadmap, right? And so they're just like, oh, to grow, we need something new. And so, you know, our whole approach is here it is. You know, here's the roadmap. You know, obviously you're not ready for retargeting, you know, in your advertising because you haven't even built any landing pages, but we're going to go there. Um, and, and what we found is that that buys us like, oh, okay, you got a plan. <laughs> you know, we, we know where we're going. And so we're, you know, you're in charge. Here are the keys. I think a lot of people with a little bit of knowledge should find this book very exciting. I think I'm, I'm, I think it's, it sounds very well put together. So I'm looking at the time. We've been here 30 minutes. I know you have another meeting in a little while. I'm curious to know about the consultants network that you built up. Was that in your mind when you wrote Duct Tape Marketing? And if it wasn't, how did it evolve? Because it's a very nice business model. Yeah. So it it, it always was in a way. And that um, when I started my business, uh, I built a traditional kind of agency. I had 10 employees. And you know, as I said, we were hustling work, you know, any kind we could get. Um, and then uh, 9-11 happened uh, in the United States. Um, and I lost my two biggest clients. And I had already been kind of noodling with this idea of working with small business owners, uh, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, the message, message received, you know, loud and clear, now's the time. Um, and so I went actually back to working by myself. I started, uh, you know, completely developed duct tape marketing, you know, the system, the approach, built up my own, you know, solo practice, if you will, with uh, uh, clients doing the duct tape marketing uh, system because I wanted to replicate it. I wanted to be able to go out and, and, and license it. Um, obviously the, the book and, you know, for those of you that have been longtime followers, maybe you got my three ring binder and six CD set of the original duct tape marketing course. But, I'm, I'm too teen. I don't, I don't mean I don't spend money. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, that, that was, I, I can't say that I always had exactly the, uh, what it looks like today, uh, but, but I knew that there was the opportunity to, to license it. And, and quite frankly, I was hearing from people, you know, and so, so, so to some degree, uh, I remember the first group of eight or ten that uh, that became part of our our network. You know, about half of them had reached out to me and said, "When are you going to start this thing?" <laughs> you know, so I was like, "Well, I guess I guess in a couple months then." Um, but uh, but now you know it's 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 evolved greatly. I mean, it obviously, it rests a little bit on on my IP and my. Uh, developing you know new processes but now it's really become a collaboration network and community as much as anything i mean we uh you know we do events we do it's not just a get certified and you know good luck i mean we do events every week we do you know quarterly things we um you know we we have an annual conference uh, that uh, you know last year seth godin was our you know opening keynote uh, uh, speaker so it, it, it really is something that uh, you know it's people with the same Kind of point of view about marketing, the, uh, a, a love for working with small business owners, but but you know a lack of systems and a lack of a community. That's that's really who joins us. And the kind of agencies that do join you, what do they have in common? Are they typically one man bands or are they larger organizations? So I I would say seventy percent are are solopreneurs and really by choice. Um, and part of what we've done is we've built an entire partner network for them so that when they need web design and they need SEO and they need content, you know, we've got all the resources uh, for, you know, getting that work done that, that, that are not only vetted, but they're, 
they, they know what our system looks like. I mean, they work with other consultants. And so that's a really valuable uh, part of it. Uh, then the other 30% are, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, nine, ten uh, folks. Um, I will say this, that we are attracting, um, seem to be uh, of late, uh, really getting the attention of some, you know, what I would call more traditional digital agencies that are finding the tactics uh, um, service a race to the bottom <laughs> from a fee standpoint. I think there's also, a, the customers are screaming for it because digital agencies, especially the smaller ones, they're often very weak on strategy. So, so they're joining us to really get strategy, but then also our coaching program. Um, but because I, I'll tell you what our coaching program does. You know, it allows you to embed yourself in the organization. So now instead of just working with the head of marketing or working with the business owner, you're now actually uh, teaming up with, in some cases, you know, sales manager, service manager, you know, marketing manager, and getting them speaking the same language. I mean, we call it training sometimes, but in some many cases in organizations, they don't necessarily need to be trained. They know what they're doing. There's just no framework. <laughs> There's no common language, you know, about uh, about what they're trying to achieve and so we're able to install that in the organization in a much deeper way and boy everybody wins john i'm aware i don't want to abuse your goodwill and take too much of your time but you emailed me a couple of ebooks that i'm going to share for you in the show notes and on the website but in your words, what is what is it you're sharing there? So, so I'll, the, I'll make a mess of it. <laughs> so the first one is is something that's probably been downloaded. I, I'm going to conservatively say half a million times over the last twenty years. Obviously, we've updated it and evolved it, but it's called the Seven Steps to Small Business Marketing Success, and it's it, it's a um, distillation, if you will, of kind of the the elements, the core elements of of our system that we work with with small business owners. And then the second one is uh, uh, seven steps to scale your agency without adding overhead. And obviously that one's tailored more to the consultant, uh, the small agency that talks about our, our repeatable process approach and talks about uh, developing a strategic partner network. I mean, it doesn't sell the network per se. It just says, here's why our network, <laughs> here's what we do uh, that, that I think makes our, uh, our approach work, but it's uh, put in the voice of, of something that might be uh, a, a consultant or a coach or an agency might be interested in. So it gives you a little flavor of what it might be like uh, to join our organization, at least uh, from a strategic standpoint. Well, I'll, I'll have links for both of those in the show notes and on the website, wherever you find this episode, it's going to be somewhere above or below. And for those people listening and they want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? Well, the, the, the easiest way, if you first place is to just stop by ducttapemarketing.com and that's D-U-C-T-T-A-P-E uh, marketing.com. John at ducttapemarketing.com is, is a great way if you just want to send me an email, say hi, ask a question. Um, and, uh, you know, all of, uh, we talked about one of my books, but all of my books, you know, you can find on Duct Tape Marketing as well as I've uh, had a podcast since about 2005. So several thousand episodes of that uh, are floating around the Internet as well. And I cannot let you go without answering my question. And that's what's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? I take Fridays off <laughs> uh, is, is probably the biggest thing. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you, you build a team, you, you know, you, you have some level of, of what, you know, some people would point to as success. You know, it gets a little cavalier to kind of say, oh, I don't work that many hours anymore. But it's really even when I have sort of a crunch, um, I, I intentionally take 
um, the three day weekends. I just I'm just so much better. The re- I, I I get as much done <laughs> as if I worked more hours. So uh, that's something that I. Uh, I wish I would have done five years ago, and it's something that I actually, um, you know, push my team to do um, as well. I mean, we we, we take off anywhere, you know, o- over 30 days um, a year, um, not as necessarily a vacation, but but sort of like forced. You know, it's your birthday, you're taking it off. Uh, you know, once a month we we have a series of values uh, that we live by, and once a month we have a theme for that value, and and you take a day and and do something that drives home that. Uh, that value in your life as well and and that's um you know i never had a boss so i never had anybody develop that stuff for me and so uh it's something i feel i feel very strongly about uh, today that's a great answer john Jance. thank you so much for your time you have been an awesome guest it's been a treat time is ridiculously precious when it's being used for business it needs to be used very very carefully Time needs to be invested and not just spent. Fads and shiny objects can lead to unicorn success. And here I'm talking TikTok and Clubhouse and whatever else you may be attracted to. But for most of us, they lead to lost time. Investing in the tried and tested, that works. So be mindful of how you use your time. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening. And I'll see you next week. Thank you.